Hi, and welcome to Experience Points by University XP. On Experience Points, we explore different ways we can learn from games. I'm your host, Dave Eng, from Games-Based Learning by University XP. Find out more online at universityxp.com. On today's episode, we'll cover serious games. Many people already know what games are and how to define them, but do you know anything about serious games? Serious games are games, but they've been designed with an educational purpose. Serious games were not created to be played for amusement or entertainment. For other educators like myself, serious games offer a distinct advantage compared to using commercially available off-the-shelf games. When using those commercial games, I have to work to adapt them to what I want my students to learn. Serious games, on the other hand, are available for teaching and learning right out of the box. Serious games have allowed us to improve our teaching practices by using game structures, constructs, and scaffolding directly for learning. So what makes a serious game? A serious game is distinct from other types of games for entertainment. Some serious games can be defined as simulations, models, or even sports. One of my favorite pieces of technology is my Fitbit. This tiny device tracks my steps as well as my stair count, active minutes, and distance on a daily basis. While on its face, Fitbit is not a game, it does include some game-like elements. Those are points for tracking my metrics, socialized leaderboards for competing against my friends, and badges which modularize my achievements. But the platform which focuses on health and well-being is a serious game. Here, my actions and activities serve an actual real-world impact. They help me maintain my health and activity when I would otherwise be sedentary. So how can you use serious games? Serious games are designed from the ground up to be educational. But how can you use them in your own life? Whether that be in the classroom, at college, or in the office, how can you use serious games? This is often the largest hurdle to surmount for educators. That's because most educators are not programmers, developers, or designers. Instead, they focus on teaching, learning, and instruction of their students. That means that making tools available for educators is one of the primary considerations for serious game developers. If you can make the tools, infrastructure, and support necessary for educators to create and adapt their own content, then you can have a virtually unlimited source of serious games. Some of the most prominent tools for creating games for non-developers are Scratch, Tailblazer, and Game Builder on Steam. These platforms allow instructors with varying degrees of technological ability to create and showcase serious games for their students. So how about tabletop games? Some educators are wary about learning new educational technology tools or are not comfortable programming content online. As a tabletop game developer, I empathize with that position. This is why I also advise educators to turn to tabletop development of games. Creating tabletop games, card games, and board games can be infinitely more accessible than their digital counterparts. That's because all of the resources that you need are already in front of you. Paper, playing cards, markers, scissors, tape, and glue are sometimes all you need to get a good game design going. But the secret to making a really effective serious game is how an educator uses those materials to realize their vision. So you're in a position to create your first serious game. That is a big undertaking, but it's not impossible. In order to make sure that the game you create meets your learner's outcomes, it's important to follow some important steps. It's not necessary to create an entire game system from scratch. Rather, take a game that you already know well, then begin to examine and tweak it. Ask yourself how the game mimics what you want your students to learn. Then begin changing structures, editing text, and adding 
different graphics. You also want to provide your students with an overview and orientation of your serious game. This way, they are provided with the necessary knowledge they need to play and learn. This also prevents them from feeling lost and confused by your game. Your game should have multiple modalities. It is okay if you want to develop your serious game inside of your physical classroom, but don't let it live there alone. Make it part of your homework and take-home assignments. Ensure that your students discuss the game activities, motivations, and actions. Make it an integral part of your class rather than just an addition. Room for assessment. Make sure that there is room for review and evaluation in your serious game. Remember that serious games are created from the ground up to meet some specific learning outcome. In order for that to happen, you need to also create some assessments to determine if your students are meeting those outcomes. These should be included both during and at the end of your course. Ensure that your students' learning and evaluations are made a critical part of your game along its path to completion. I hope you found this episode useful. If you'd like to learn more about games-based learning, then a great place to start is my blog at universityxp.com blog. You can also get a full transcript of this episode, including links to references in the description or show notes. Thanks for joining me. Again, I'm your host, Dave Eng, from Games-Based Learning by University XP. On Experience Points, we explore different ways we can learn from games. If you like this episode, please consider commenting, sharing, and subscribing. Subscribing is absolutely free and ensures that you'll get the next episode of Experience Points delivered directly to you. I'd also love it if you took some time to rate the show. I live to lift others with learning. So if you found this episode useful, consider sharing it with someone who could also benefit. Also, make sure to visit UniversityXP online at universityxp.com. UniversityXP is also on Twitter at university underscore XP and on facebook.com slash universityxp. Also, please feel free to contact me anytime via email. My email address is dave at universityxp.com. Game on. <laughs>